All right, everybody, welcome to episode 133 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I am with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm excited to be here and uh, get to talk some more some more football together. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. We're we're inching towards training camp. We're making the slow crawl to training camp. But uh I will say a couple couple of things happened this week that I think we can we can talk about news wise. Ryan Fitzpatrick finally hangs it up. Uh former Buffalo Bill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and a whole bunch of other teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so just, many others. Uh, not just uh, the best is still the picture that uh, came out. I guess it was right around draft time, where like the whole family is wearing all the different Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. jerseys. That was that was uh, awesome. Uh, now Fitzpatrick was always that guy in Superflex that was like, ah, he's my QB three, he's my QB four. And when you had to start him, you were, like, excited. You didn't know how it was going to go. I mean, it could have been, like, 303. It could have been, like, 120 and three interceptions. But it was always, like, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, going to miss him. Any any thoughts about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, he, he is uh, my favorite Bills quarterback after – uh, Jim Kelly and and Josh Allen. We went through a slew of guys, and I know he was kind of a journeyman, and and I, I wish he had had a little bit more time there. But uh, so cool to see him come back in the playoffs uh, in the Bills game. That was epic. Um, yeah, just uh, really loved uh, kind of how he he approached it for for a guy who went to an Ivy League school and was uh, you know could have been really uptight about stuff. Just went out and lived his life, did his thing on the field. So yeah, it was always fun to watch him, and uh, I will I will never forget. There was a season that I debated in Superflex between uh, him and Aaron Rodgers for Championship Week, and I should have gone with Fitz. <laughs> I think Rodgers played. Uh, he might have played the the Vikings or the Bears or something like that, and uh, it, it wasn't a great matchup. But it was uh, you always start your studs, right? But yeah. uh, Fitzpatrick had been on a pretty good roll, and it's like, gosh, I I just didn't have the guts to do it, and I should have, but. Uh, but yeah, happy for the guy. Uh, hopefully he had, it looks like he had fun in his career and hopefully he gets to move on to what's next and have fun with that. Man, I, I, I really hope he does what every other quarterback that retires does. I hope he gets a, a broadcasting job. I feel like he would be so, he just has that personality. He's having so much fun. He's obviously a smart guy, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, you know, Ivy League doing that stuff. So yeah, I hope he can get into. Um, I hope he can get into broadcasting, and maybe you know, if he's not doing games for a network, he uh, will be on you know ESPN or NFL Network breaking games down and doing that kind of stuff. Because I just I just love the dude's personality, and I I would be excited to see him on TV every every Sunday. Yeah, but. Totally. We'll move on to this news that's not news, but we can we can turn it into a fantasy question, so I wanted to throw it on here. Uh, reports say that Seattle would sign Baker Mayfield if he was cut. Now, there was also news today that uh, Baker and the Browns uh, 
decided mutually that it would be good for him to not show up at uh <laughs> at <laughs> mandatory mm-hmm. uh workouts, which is funny because I think Baker called him in like, yeah, please don't expect me to be there because that's not going to happen. And the Browns were just like, well, I guess not. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but how would we feel about Baker? And if you want to expand on the uh, skill position players there, how would we feel about Baker if he did sign with Seattle? Uh, I I think I would feel similar to how I felt about him in in Cleveland, um, based on the current staff that's there, uh, I would expect him to be, you know, a fine. I, I would love to have him as my QB three, just a, a safety net there. But you know, if you've got one of the top three, four, five QBs uh, in Superflex, then maybe he's a guy that falls a little further, and you get him as your QB two. And if you're going to go load up at other positions, um, I, I think you, know, you mentioned some of the other skill players. Um, you know, DK. I, I feel like DK can thrive with pretty much anyone. Um, so I wouldn't take too much off of DK's value there. If somebody was panicking about Baker coming over, I would certainly inquire what it would cost to get DK off their hands. Um, you know, for Fant, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty neutral about that. I feel like, you know, for the types of plays that, um, you know, Fant could run with his athleticism, he doesn't have to win uh, down the field a ton. So that could be fine. But uh yeah, I don't, I don't feel like a, I, his value, Baker's value, would certainly go back up significantly. I think a lot of people are pretty low on him now. Um, so I've seen a few folks saying in the last couple of weeks, you know, is he a guy that you can get uh, maybe not as a pure throw-in, but pretty cheap, added to a deal, kind of balance things out, give yourself some upside, take him off somebody else's hands. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be fine with it. I, I like the guy overall. You know, I think he's certainly had some, some immature moments, but um I think he's a, a decent quarterback and, you know, he's, he's the number one pick uh, at one point. So I would imagine he gets another decent shot somewhere else. And if it's going to be somewhere, you know, there are worse weapons to have than DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And, you know, maybe Lockett suffers the most um, based on his, uh, his ability to get deep and, and get some of those long passes from, from Wilson. And they just had an unbelievable connection. So I don't know that Baker really, ever had that type of connection with any of his receivers. So I don't know if that's an indictment on him or the team or the chemistry there, but yeah, I would say Lockett probably loses the most in that situation. In my opinion, feel pretty neutral about the other guys. And then, uh, you know, Walker and Penny are still, you know, TBD based on other factors. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause obviously, like you said, value is going to go back up because Right now, he is technically the backup in Cleveland, but let's face it, he's not playing. I mean, I've heard some people say, oh, you know, if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for the season, they still have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's not playing for that team. And honestly, he doesn't have to because the Browns have to make a decision on whether they want to pay him or they want to cut him. <laughs> and at this point, I think they're still under a delusion that they can get something good while not having to any of his contract. And the league, I think, has told them multiple times that's not going to happen. We'll give you something that's probably not great if you pay 
the majority of that contract or more. So, but I, I think I would like him in Seattle if he's healed. And I think last year we we dumped a lot on the guy, but the guy was playing with one arm, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. the one arm was not his throwing arm. So we kind of, you know, crap on him. And obviously, you know, they he never utilized OBJ well, but they never had a game plan <laughs> to to utilize OBJ well either. I mean, it's weird that multiple coaching staffs were in there and except for random games, he never looked like he was in a position to do what he did best. So I don't know if Pete Carroll is that guy either now that I'm talking about it a little bit more. Uh, Mr. Run, run and run some more. But yeah, I think it would be interesting, but it's funny because I've tried to make some Baker Mayfield trades and people are still like, I thought, hey, you know, let me offer, you know, below market value because let's face it, right now he's a man without a team. And people are hanging on. I'm ass- I guess people are assuming what I am is at some point the Browns will give up, whether they give up their lofty demands for a trade or they just give up and cut Baker Mayfield and he'll be somewhere else. But people are still kind of holding on tight. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting. Obviously, each each league is its own thing and you have to know your know your league mates and know the league as a whole, but I've been trying and I have not been succeeding in getting Baker Mayfield. So maybe we uh, should uh, try in our, our safe leagues. There you go. We'll try, we'll try to get some Baker Mayfield in, in our safe leagues and see what happens. But uh, last but not least, Cooper cup gets a three year, $80 million extension. This is a day after Aaron Donald gets $95 million guaranteed or something like that. You know, I've been looking at Twitter and people are like, explain the salary cap. I don't understand this, you know. And it is funny because, every, you know, everybody in the NFL, same salary cap, same set of rules. But teams like the Rams, teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Bills, always seem to have a way to hand out, you know, massive contract after massive contract. And other teams just can't figure it out. I mean, I don't understand it. I I mean, I would if, you know, um, I guess another piece of news, uh, the – Bills, or excuse me, not the Bills, I'm sorry, the Broncos were bought by uh, mm-hmm. one of the children, heir to the Walmart, Sam's Club, other stores uh, conglomerate there for $4.5 billion. And I mean, the first thing I would do is, is like hire guys from the Rams, from the Chiefs. From the bills, all these cat guys, and go okay, like do that stuff that you did over there, over here, <laughs> because I, I mean, it's 
it's amazing a team, and I'll use my team here, uh, a team like Dallas was like, well, we have to trade Amari Cooper because he costs too much, and we have to cut Lyle Collins because he costs too much. But the Rams just signed two near $100 million extensions, you know, um, back-to-back days. The Bills signed Von Miller to a $120 million contract while having a, what, a $150 million, $200 million quarterback mm-hmm. and a near $100 million wide receiver. <laughs> like, it, it's just amazing how some teams have figured this out. And, and a lot of it is drafting. I mean, you're talking to three teams that have drafted well, not just in the first and second round, which let's face it, the Rams hardly ever have first and second round picks, but they're drafting well throughout. They're drafting well, you know, at the end of day two, at the the middle of day three, the end of day three. So uh, it's, it's crazy, you know, and obviously the bill comes due at some point, but someone made it there that they just keep backloading these contracts and hoping that the salary cap keeps going up and up to kind of <laughs> absorb it. But here we go from recovering Ridley Truther. Yeah. Is that why is giving a 29 year old wide receiver that much money? On one hand, he did just, he just did history with the triple crown. On the other hand, he's old, LOL. There are other wide receiver two is 28 with A-Rob, win now, uh, LOL. And that's the thing. I mean, we play fantasy, we play dynasty, and old is not good. But, I mean, let's face it, a three-year extension, I don't know when his contract was supposed to end, but he plays until he's, what, 33, 34? And then, you know, and there's probably an out after, like, the second year or the first year of the extension. So, yeah, I mean, it's wise. You just you just want a Super Bowl with this team. So what do you do? You resound the quarterback because Matthew Stafford also got an extension. You resign, you know, your wide receiver one. You resign arguably the best defensive player in the game. Yep. You know, you keep these pieces together because let's face it, if any of them hit the open market, you're not getting them back. I, I mean – it just happened. Von Miller, he hit yep. the open market. He did not come back. He he was gone. He did his half a season in L.A. He got himself another ring, and now he's in Buffalo, where he is going to try to get himself another ring. So, yes, sir. Um, you know, and that's the thing. If you don't pay him, somebody else will. And I mean, I don't even know what that what the A Rob contract was. I feel like he. He got a decent it was contract. Decent. Not nothing crazy, but I feel like he got a decent contract too. But you know, if you look at their draft history, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, like all those guys are playing and are doing well for what they're supposed to do. And that's how the Rams keep uh keep being able to pay the little guy or pay the big guys. And then they have the little guys in there doing what they're supposed to do. So is it wise? I mean, if they win another Super Bowl, yeah, it's wise. And if they don't, they won one with this crew. You know, that 
Yeah. That carries a lot of weight in most cities. You know, you win yeah. a Super Bowl, you can probably ride it out for seven to ten years with the fan base saying, hey, you know, team might not be good now. But remember back in 2021 when we won the Super Bowl? Remember 2022 when we won the Super Bowl? So, um, yeah, it, it all depends. And trust me, I think no matter how much money you give uh, a guy like uh, Cooper Cup, Jersey sales, ticket sales, all that stuff. They yeah. they pay for themselves. You know, I don't I don't think any of these uh owners are gonna worry about the uh the ROI on uh signing a guy to a contract like yeah. that. So but that that's a good question. Um before we had to the before we head to the timeline, uh recovering Ridley Truth are also sent us a question. So let's talk about this one. Yo, guys, what are your thoughts on having Watson if you're a non-contender? Super flex leagues, hold and wait, or act now and see what you can get? I, uh, you know, I'll go first here. I think you always see what's going on. Because, let's face it, if you scroll on Twitter, like I've been known to do, you see a variety of opinions. And obviously the, the 23rd and the 24th accuser have maybe uh has maybe muddied the waters a little bit but i think for most people those new accusers have not changed what their thoughts on his suspension are going to be i i've seen as as little as four games as an opinion by people i've seen as much as a year by people sir if you are a non-contender I mean, it all, you know, see, this is a tough question because everyone views player off the field conduct differently, you know. Um, But if you're fine with the moral part of holding him, and that is up to each individual person, and you're a non-contender, he's going to serve some kind of a suspension this year. So. You're getting zeros for, let's say, minimum four games. And at this point, I think it's, I think it's, I was saying six games for a long time. I think the minimum now is eight games. The minimum is eight games. So that's half of your season that he's getting zeros. That's good for a non-contender. You want players to not score points. Um. Now, the problem is, and I I can't tell you what a percentage of something like this actually happening is, um, but, you know, now things have been brought up that apparently there's language in his contract that they can actually void the contract and not pay him any guaranteed money. I don't know the legalities of that, so I'm not going to speak on that. I'm just going to, I'm just saying that because I saw that, um, and I don't know even what the probability of that would be by the Browns because as as much as people are talking on Twitter, I have to imagine that the Browns did their due diligence and at least knew that something else might be coming down the pike. You know, maybe not necessarily that, you know, more women move to media outlets and describing their experience with Deshaun Watson. 
but knew that there was a possibility that there were other women out there who uh, had similar stories to the first 22 women that, uh, that gave their story. So, look, if it's a situation where maybe Deshaun Watson lied to them and this stuff is coming out, even though I don't know why you would take him at his word and not as a multi-billion dollar organization, why you wouldn't kind of do the background work yourself. But that's another story for another day. Um, sorry, I got on a tangent there, but um, I, I would search around. Maybe there's somebody who's in that. Hey, he's only going to get four games and we'll give you a haul. And then. If he get, I mean, if he only gets four games, he's still not on your team, and hopefully, you've been able to put together a package of picks and young players that are going to help your rebuild. And if you don't get any bites or you don't get any, you know, anything that's face value, then hold them. It's going to be multiple zeros uh, until he gets back. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, I think it all depends on what you're expecting to get and what you really get offered. Um, we talked about it extensively last week around the what could happen. Um, I think, if anything, your market probably is shrinking as people are either more concerned about what, what could be a possible suspension. And I think more and more people are just getting tired of, of the nonsense. Um, and I think more and more people are souring on him as a person, which doesn't help in the short term. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right, Josh. If you don't get something that really feels good at this point, which I've got him on a couple teams uh, where I thought maybe I would be a contender this year, and it's like, what is the least that I'd be willing to take for him to to still give myself a chance at you know making some noise this year? And, and I don't know, I don't know what that is. Um, if I'm a rebuilder, I'm fine holding still until I get a, a significant value bump again, or you know, I get some people that are making some offers for him. At this point, I feel like with with him on my roster, I'm the one extending more offers, um, seeing what I can get back. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Um, Fields, Sela, Lance, out of those three, um, I would probably want to go for Trevor Lawrence since he's the guaranteed starter at this point. If you're a big believer in Lance and you can get him for Watson, um, I, I don't know that I would throw Watson plus at that unless you you really, really feel good about him. And Fields, man, Fields is kind of similar for me as far as just a, a wait and see. I, I've seen some people on Twitter saying that Fields is getting decent returns still because a lot of people believe. Uh, I'm not sure how how true that is. I guess going back to last week, maybe I need to throw some offers out and see what I can get back if I want to diversify a little bit there. But, yeah, I'm thinking on one team that I thought I'd be a contender. You know, I, I don't know if it's possible uh, if I could get something in the ballpark for Stafford now, somebody who's a little bit older. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts there? What, what are you hoping to get back if you have them on a, a 12-team Superflex team and uh, you want to work toward a rebuild and, and get some assets for them? So I, I do actually have them on a, a, in a 14-team Superflex. And my team is like kind of in the middle, which is the worst place to be. I actually think it should be a rebuild. I'm going to start working on rebuilding. But I... And I know it's kind of like people are going to hear me say that and they're going to lose their minds. But I want full Deshaun Watson payment. Because my thing is, is that if I if I give them to you at, 
but let's just say 50% face value, right? I, I, I trade you Deshaun Watson for 50% face value. What is face value? 223 first? More? Well, I, I, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about pre all of the allegations and accusation prices. It is what I'm looking for, and here's my reason why. If I to you for 50% of that, right, which is probably back before all this happened, what would you have, what would you have to have traded to get Deshaun Watson? Probably would have been a couple of firsts, probably a quarterback, you know, maybe that Derek Carr, uh, Kirk Cousins level, and, and maybe, you know, a couple other little things. Maybe you have to throw in something little on your side. I want that because if I give them to you for 50%, say I give them to you for a first and trying to think of a lower end quarterback here and Davis Mills. So I got you, I trade you to Sean Watson. You give me one 2023 first and Davis Mills. Okay. Here are the options. He serves like half a, he serves like half a season suspension comes back the last eight games and he is what he was before all of this happened. Now you have a stud top five quarterback and I have one twenty three first, which is probably low because Deshaun Watson uh, smashed for your team and Davis Mills, who may not be the starter in Houston next year. Um, and if he serves a full season suspension, cool. I have a 2023 first. Maybe it handicapped your team. Maybe it didn't. And Davis Mills, who still might not be the starter next year. Um, but in 2023, you have Deshaun Watson, who I, yeah, it's going to be two years out, two years of not playing. I shouldn't say two years out, two years of not playing. And I still think he's pretty young and is going to be still really good. Um, why don't I just keep him then at that point? I'll take all the zeros. I'm rebuilding. And that, that'll that just help me get a higher 2023 first-round pick. Hopefully I have that pick. And I move on. I, I just feel like if I'm not getting fair – and I don't think anyone's giving this to me, by the way. So I, I don't want anyone to – say that I'm delusional because I don't think I shouldn't say anybody, but very few people are going to give that to me. But I, but I almost feel like you're losing if you're just selling at a discount. Now, again, if it's because you don't want him on your team because of all of the allegations and everything, totally different, sell him for whatever you can get, because at the end of the day, you're going to be happier that he's not on your team. And that's, I mean, that's what we play this game for, right? We play this for enjoyment. We play this to build a team our way. And if your way is, I don't keep these kind of players on my team, get rid of them. Obviously, try to get the most you can, but worry about, the, you know, I need to get, you know, 
75% of this face value. Like, get your best offer, move them off, you'll be happier. But for me, just from a value perspective, I think trading him for, you know, what he's probably going to go for right now, because I think people, like you said, Drew, are going towards, okay, now we have two new allegations. When is this going to end? When is this going to stop? What is this suspension going to be? And I think the, this is kind of the worst market to trade him in, right? I mean, if you were going to trade him, the best time to have traded him was probably as soon as he got traded to Cleveland. There was, you know, all the hope. Okay, new team. They paid him 230 guaranteed millions of dollars. And it kind of looked like, okay, the suspension is going to come, but it may not be terrible because it's been a long time. There were no criminal charges. Yes, this is going through the um, civil process right now, but there were no criminal charges. But now we have these, you know, new allegations coming out. And now we're kind of back on like, all right, like this may never end, you know. And then I think it was the New York Times article that said he had hired 66 different women over a 17 month span. And yeah, this literally may never end. So this is not the greatest market to trade them in. But again, if you, are doing it for other reasons, not value, not building your team. You just need to get them off, get the best offer you can get, and shoot them out of there. Uh, yeah, I, I think if I if I was going to accept an offer now, especially as a rebuilder, I would I would try to get somebody that had a couple of twenty three firsts, and it, you know maybe they think they're both mid to late. Uh, but anything less than that, I, I'm going to hold him in a rebuild for for a lot of the reasons that Josh said. Um, and I guess you just assume that risk that it could, you know, his value could continue to stay bottom of the barrel for another year or so. So it depends on your lead makeup. You know, if you have shallow benches and you, you can't put him on IR or stash him somewhere because it's suspension, then, uh, yeah, maybe you are pushed into getting what you can for him. But uh, but yeah, for, for rebuilders, I think it is a hold until you see a significant value bump somewhere or you find the person that's willing to pay you, uh, you know, whatever you think is adequate for him. Exactly. Exactly. So I hope that, uh, I hope that helps. So we got, we got a chat question out of the way. Let, let's hit up the timeline here and let's, let's do this. We always have so much fun. This first one here is from our, our main man. Our DAP network brother, Rocky, the trade addict at Dynasty FF Addict. You can only watch one movie, listen to one album, and eat one food for the rest of your life. What do you choose? All right, Drew, I'll start you off on this one. What do you choose for all three? Oh, gosh, only get to watch one movie. Uh, I, I love movies, uh, so it'd be hard to narrow it down to one. Um, man, probably something along the lines of like The Godfather 2 um, for like a classic movie. Uh, something that would kind of provoke me to think. I'd probably go with something like Interstellar. I love some of what Nolan, Christopher Nolan does there. Um, 
I would definitely pick something that's longer that I, I could either break up or, you know, would, would definitely uh, hold over for a while. So those are probably the first two that come to mind that I would be okay having over and over again. Um, one album. Gosh, that's tough. Um, there's so many good ones out there. Gosh. Uh, I would probably go uh, back to uh, 90s and go to uh, live and something like throwing copper or something like that. Something that I could just kind of uh, relax to. Um, and then eat one food for the rest of my life. Good God. Uh, <laughs> pad thai. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. This this was tough for a variety of reasons. Um, all right, so watch one movie. This is my favorite movie, and I know it's not going to be a movie that uh, a lot of people... And a lot of people are going to go, what? This is the movie you're going to watch? But th this has been my favorite movie for ah, forever. Uh, Bloodsport by, uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. Uh, it's based on a true story. And it's this was like the first, a lot of people's first introduction into quote-unquote mixed martial arts. I mean, you literally had fighters from all around the world. And a lot, a lot of the guys that you saw in that movie did actually fight the style that they were portraying on screen. They were actually fighters in that style. It wasn't actors that were trained. A lot of them were actual uh, fighters, which was really cool. Um, and it's just like, it's a cool story. Uh, obviously, you get the action with the with the fighting scenes, and I could just watch that movie over and over again. It has that like terrible '80s soundtrack <laughs> with a bunch of ballads in it. Um, so you kind of you know you kind of get even a little bit of comedy just listening to some of the musical choices that were put in there. So that would be uh, that would be my movie, my uh, my album. I'm um, I'm also uh throwing it back to the 90s. Uh Notorious BIG Ready to Die. Um I it just like one of the first albums that I listened to, one of the first albums that I bought. I mean, people you go to bars and people still sing the songs when they come on the jukebox and you know, 30 years later. Um it, it's kind of iconic and there's just so like so many good songs and obviously you know we didn't uh we didn't get to see maybe the best of uh notorious big but man he, he just had some bangers on that one and then the one food to eat for the rest of your life see this is a prompt because i i am team fat boy i love mm -hmm. to eat i mm -hmm. love I uh, you said pad thai and I was like, oh man, it's such a good one. I, I love eating foods from uh from all different kind of cultures. But I'm gonna keep it 
I'm gonna keep it simple, stupid. I'm going. I'm going with pizza. I knew Good, it. Good, delicious, hot pizzeria pizza. Um, it's just so good. The cheese, toppings, it just hot. It, it should, it, there, there is nothing better. And obviously, arguments can be made for so many different kinds of food. And this was a hard one for me, but I just love pizza so much. I could eat it every day. <laughs> so uh, that's, what, that's what I would choose. Um, and then we got, this was a two-parter from Rocky. Also, which is more likely? Trey Sermon runs for 1,300 yards or Jalen Hurts produces on par with Josh Allen as a passer this year? So I'll let you go first since the name of, of your quarterback was invoked in this question. What is more likely that we see 1,300 yards at a Trey Sermon uh, throwback to uh, our brother, our, uh, our timeline brother, Bill at Super Duper Flex, or your quarterback, Josh Allen, getting, getting matched by Jalen Hurts? Well, um, purely statistically speaking, the guy that's going to see the field has the better chance. So, so now, at this point, it's it's Jalen Hurts. So now you're saying Jalen Hurts is uh, is going to be Josh Allen? Man. I am not saying. That. I, I get these co-hosts; they just say these wild things, and I, I just have to sit here. I'm supposed to be the person that says wild things. I, I am not. Uh, I'm not saying that. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's obviously Jalen Hurts. <laughs> like, 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 I rallied against Trey Sermon last year. I haven't really rallied against the running back that we're all taking in round one. So let me put on record here. All you people hyping up James Cook. R.I.P. I'm sorry. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. I'm sorry. Listen, this this is not a slight on the bills here, Drew, but let's face it. Devin Singletary, good running back. Not great, not elite, good running back, though. Josh Allen, he can do some things with his legs. We, we We did the same kind of hype job with Zach Moss. Obviously, we weren't taking him in the first round of rookie drafts. We weren't going that crazy. I think some people did. I think there was like a segment of the community that was all up on Zach Moss. But let's face it, there, there's not enough room in that kitchen for James Cook. We, tr- we tried this. We tried to make this a thing. We tried to make it a thing with Zach Moss. Heck, they tried to make it a thing with Matt Breida for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yet yeah, you have... You have a damn good offense, and that offense is damn good because Devin Singletary runs it from 20 to 20, and Josh Allen runs it right into the end zone. So I'm sorry. And look, people are going to come at me because guess what? James Cook is popular. He's that dude. He's not that dude, though. I mean, and we and we see the Bills do this every year, by the way. And I love that the Bills do this. I feel like this is what almost every team should do. 
they take a running back every year. Second, third round, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, James Cook. They, they just they keep taking them because they understand that don't do what Dallas did and pay a billion dollars to a running back. It makes no sense. We can get these guys every year, second, third, fourth round. And we'll just keep and you know, we'll find a guy like Devin Singletary. It takes him a couple years, but he's starting to kind of find his groove. All right, Zach Moss didn't work out. Cool. We'll replace hook type guy on the depth chart. Obviously, I know they don't play the same way. Don't come at me with that either. But um, you know, that's like they do it the right way. And the, the, again, this is why they can offer hundred, two hundred million dollar contracts to all these players because they draft well. Like, okay, Devin Singletary, he'll be good enough. Okay, Zach Moss, that didn't work out. Okay, James Cook, you just come in and you're a cog in the machine. And, you know, the machine is turned by, you know, your Von Millers and your Josh Allens and your Stephon Diggs and everyone else is just working to keep those, you know, those wheels turning. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely Jalen Hurts. uh, But I can't, I mean... Yes, that's the most likely, but produces on par with Josh Allen. <laughs> oh man! You know, I I just recently booked an Airbnb with Rocky for uh, the fancy football <laughs> convention in Canton in August, and you guys. So what you guys should do is you should wear a Jalen Hurts jersey. He should wear a Josh Allen jersey, and you guys could just go out on the town, twinsies. Because <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, you you and Rocky uh, are about as identical as Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are. So um, that's what you guys should do. That that would uh, <laughs> that would be a great thing to do for the uh, mm. for the expo. But there you go, Rocky. I hope uh, I hope we gave you some laughs on that one. Uh, next one though, this, this was also a question that came in, and this is a little bit more serious. So we got to put our serious hat on now. Uh, escaping reality at noob engineer underscore. What is your buy line and sell line for DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, and Devonta Smith? I have these guys on a team, and I'm really considering moving them, but I'm figuring out what will make it worth the move as a contender. Just curious. Thanks. Well, nah, noob engineer. Thank you for uh, sending us the question because this was a lot of fun. I got to actually. Uh, do a tiny bit of research on this. I, not a lot, a tiny bit though. So I, I went to DLF and looked up some trades. So Drew, let's go over some trades and see if we could pick yeah. one out that we would actually like and maybe uh, craft our own along the way. Uh, so first one, DJ Moore for Chase Claypool and the 112. DJ Moore. Yeah, for sure. DJ Moore in a 2023 third for Elijah Moore in a 2023 first. Elijah Moore. Oh, and going, the first. I'm going DJ Moore here. Mm. I'm going DJ Moore here. So we'll, we'll get back to that one because that's a good one. We disagree. I like that. Uh, DJ Moore and Jacoby Myers for the 103. DJ Moore. Wow. Were you now was the hesitation to build suspense or were you really kind of torn on that? 
Uh, I was a little torn. I'm thinking about, you know, you have all the, you have the cluster of receivers that are all question marks at this point. Uh, and DJ Moore, who's done it consistently for a few years. And then, yeah, great. Jacoby Myers, fine depth piece. He's not really worth a whole lot there, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I would prefer, especially if we're in, in uh new engineer seat here as a contender, I'll take the guy that's done it for a few years even if he's not, especially if he's my wide receiver two or three or something like if you have this, if you have this wide receiver room and uh, you know, even if these are your top three guys, I'd feel good about that versus mixing in, you know, pick your favorite wide receiver from this class with McLaurin and, and Devonta afterwards. So before we go to go to the players around them in ADP, let, let's go back to the one that we disagreed on. DJ Moore in the 2023 third for Elijah Moore and the 2023 first. Is this just a question of the 2023 first being on the other side? That's a huge part of it. I think I, I like Elijah Moore a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could say that I feel I would feel better about having him start this year than I would DJ Moore. But I think uh, by next year, I, I think whatever your 23 first is, you could probably get DJ Moore back for that. All right, so here's my thing, and obviously um, I did not look into the leagues where these trades went down, so who knows. But I'm assuming that someone who is trading Elijah Moore in the first is contender-ish, and giving them DJ Moore makes them more of a contender, which means that that pick is getting lower. Uh, It's not probably going to be higher than it is right now. So I'm thinking what I want uh, DJ Moore and a 2023 third or what I want Elijah Moore and the 109, the 110 in 2023. And as much as we say we love them and there's, you know, there's going to be 75 players that come out that are just going to be, you know, Hall of Famers. I don't know if I want to, for a guy like DJ Moore, I don't know if I want to go that low. Even in 2023, where we love everybody. There hasn't been a bad player yet, by the way, that's going to come out in 2023. Not one. Not No question marks on any of these guys. They're all just ready to become all pro players the second they step onto the field. So that is where my hesitation is with, that trade but hey noob engineer here you go this is a trade maybe you try making because guess what drew and i are split on this which means it's probably going to be if we had put if we put this in a poll it's going to be you know a 50 50 a 55 45 type deal where you're going to have that split i feel like the other two trades were so easily the DJ Moore side that that's not even worth talking about really. So try to package DJ Moore and your third for a young guy from last year that maybe didn't pop off a young receiver that didn't pop off an Elijah Moore, maybe even like, uh, you know, and I know he's getting hyped up. So this might be a bad example, but like a Rashad Bateman, and a first, you know what I'm saying? Like try to get that second year, you know, third year receiver that 
has had flashes but hasn't quite put it together. Pair him with a first so that you're getting younger and you're getting a pick. And I, I think that's a route. I think that's a smart route to go. Yeah, now, I also, I also okay. think, you know, if Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore just needs to be within a couple of points per game to feel pretty good about stepping down from DJ Moore this year if you really feel like you're a contender. And then when you hit week eight or week 10 and you need to make a push for maybe you have an injury at running back or something like that, that 23 first is going to get you something as well to help make that push. So it's not just about what you can get next year. Uh, it gives you some better options for this year too, to kind of hedge. If, if, if you get injuries, you get some, some issues that come up. So yeah, I, I'm really, as you're talking through that, Josh, I'm really curious what a, a random 23 first versus DJ Moore would, what kind of pull that would draw. You know what? I think there might be something we have to put up on there at, after the show, and uh, and, and see what people uh, people think. But here are some players that are going around uh, that are going around DJ Moore. So I did um, non wide receivers because, as we always you know like to say, we usually like to make those cross positional deals. We don't usually like to trade one wide receiver for another. Uh, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook. Cam Akers, and J.K. Dobbins. Out of those four guys, kind of straight up, and I know ADP is not the way you, you, you trade, but it's an indicator on how people feel about players. Um, DJ Moore, Nick Chubb? DJ Moore. DJ Moore, Dalvin Cook? DJ Moore. DJ Moore, Cam Akers. DJ Moore. DJ Moore, J.K. Dobbins. Give me Dobbins and see if I can squeeze a little value on top. So Dobbins is the one that I go back and forth on. I'm like, ah, do I want more? I'm, I'm with you on Dobbins, Cook, and Cam Akers. Give me DJ Moore all day. It's not even close. And, and I know someone's going to roast me for saying it's not even close, but... Um, <laughs> I think I like Nick Chubb more than DJ Moore, and it may just be my Nick Chubb bias showing through. But he's so damn good. Yeah, and, and who knows who the quarterback is going to be on this team who this knows? year? They, they might run the ball eight hundred times this year because it's Jacoby Brissett out there for seventeen games, and, and and God bless him if it's that. But let's move on to the next one here, Terry McLaurin. So, again, some trades. You let me know what you think. Terry McLaurin and Jerry Judy or A.J. Brown? Uh, I'll take the duo. So will I. Uh, Terry McLaurin for a 2023 first. We're back here again. Oof. Uh, if I'm a contender, then I, I have to have the player. Yeah, I want the pick. I don't care if I'm a contender. I think I, I, think <laughs> I can turn that 2023 first into <laughs> – into something better than McLaurin yeah. right now? Yeah. Or by by right August now. or September? Okay. Right now. Okay. Dude, I'll give I'll give the trade two weeks to wear off so someone doesn't go, hey, you just got this for Terry McLaurin. I'm not giving you something better. I'll wait for that to wash off a little bit okay. and then I'll then I'll attack. Um Terry McLaurin, Cam Akers, and the 107 for Zeke, Allen Robinson, and Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Uh, assuming it's a uh, tight end premium of any kind, uh, I would go to Kelsey side. Give me the old guys. I go, I go old guys either way, even without the, uh, because um, let's face it, 
we we Travis Kelsey is the wide receiver one in, in Kansas yeah. City this year with a yeah. bullet. So we know he's going to put up wide receiver like numbers, whether there's a premium or not. So yeah, yeah, I go team old guys too. We split on the TMC versus the 2023 first, but again, I feel like that's just if we put that up to a poll. I think the first probably wins that poll. Yeah, but I don't think it's a blowout. I mean, I I think it might at best be like 60-40. People love Terry McLaurin. I mean, I like Terry McLaurin too, don't get me wrong. I'm just wondering what this season is going to be for the commanders. Carson Wentz is still Carson Wentz. Uh, Apparently, everyone and their mother that's in camp loves Jahan Dotson. So um, this is not your... uh, your father's uh, commander's team where it's just Terry McLaurin by himself, you know, trying to fight off a uh, newly converted tight end, Antonio Gandy golden and uh, Amari, uh, Amari Rogers and, you know, those kind of guys. So um, that it should be interesting for TMC, but here are some players around them. And you let me know if you want Terry McLaurin or this player, we're going to bring them up again, Terry McLaurin or Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, without a doubt. Terry McLaurin or Kenneth Walker? Mm. Probably Walker. Probably Walker. I I want Terry McLaurin. I don't trust nobody past Brees Hall in this draft. (laughs) Nobody. Uh, No, that's not true. I love Garrett Wilson, so he's he's my only other guy. Um, Terry McLaurin or Antonio Gibson, his teammate? Hmm. McLaurin. Yeah, so do I. I feel like they, I feel like the community likes Antonio Gibson way more than the commanders do. Um, Terry McLaurin or David Montgomery? Ooh. Probably Montgomery. Yeah, same. So we're pretty, we're pretty much mm-hmm. very similar on, uh, on Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. All right, so the last one, uh, Devonta Smith. All right. Philadelphia Eagle. Now, I guess, wide receiver, too. Mm, Uh, Devonta Smith or Sun God, Amon Ra St. Brown? Devonta Smith. Yeah, I can't believe that was a trade that was actually done. And that was done, like, two days ago. It shocked the hell out of me. You try that on a couple teams. For real. Uh, Don't try it in the OG League because you ain't getting Devonta Smith from us. (laughs) Tell you that right now. (laughs) You keep that trade right in the pocket. Darrell Henderson and Devonta Smith for Carson Wentz, Trey Sermon, Terrace Marshall, and George Pickens. Is this serious? I mean, give me Devonta. Some people think four, four quarters equal a dollar. What do you want me? Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Okay. <laughs> Not okay. trades I'm making. I mean, I would make that trade if it could be Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, it's Henderson and Smith for me. Even in Superflex, you can mm-hmm. keep. Carson Wentz. Um, so we're pretty we're pretty much in lockstep with that. So let's since I feel like we gave uh, Noob Engineer at least a couple of trades that he could think about with the other two, and these two were obviously just slanted towards Smith. I, I almost think if you're a contender, don't make this trade unless you find that like Eagles fan in your league or something like that because. It seems like people are getting Smith for like bargain basement prices. Maybe AJ Brown has really scared people off. 
which okay if we you know and we can reference this back to rocky's question if we really believe jalen hurts is going to make the next step and he's going to become not only a elite running quarterback but at least an above average thrower of the ball why should we be worried about aj brown aj brown's going to get his Devonta Smith should get his too. I mean, maybe Dallas Goddard Dallas doesn't Goddard. get his, but eh. I mean, I know he had the one season where he was like tight end 10 or something like that. But when his, when is Dallas Goddard really got his, I mean, he's, he's never had a complete season where you're like, Oh, he's one of the best five tight ends in football. So maybe he takes the dip. But if we believe and by the way, I don't believe that. But if it, a lot of people do believe that the next step is going to be taken in his throwing, why would we be worried about Devonta Smith at all? I mean, one thing wouldn't equal the other unless you're going to say he takes the step up and it all goes to A.J. Brown, which makes no sense to me. But I guess that's an opinion you could have. Right. Am I crazy here or? No, I think it's accurate. Uh, my, my question when I'm looking at this is, again, depending on league settings and how many you have to start and all that nonsense, what's your depth look like? Um, which two would you prefer to trade away and what single upgrade do you think you can get for them? So are you, are you asking as if I were going to put two of these guys in a Yeah, package? if you took McLaurin and Devonta Smith and sent them to somebody else, maybe somebody who is rebuilding or somebody who is – uh, maybe they only have one really good wide receiver or two really good wide receivers and they want some more depth. Who are you targeting if you package uh, you know, the two that you would rather give away here? Really good question. That, that's where my mind went for, at first is, you know, I like DJ Moore probably the best. I like Devonta the second, Terry McLaurin the third. So probably I'm looking at Devonta and McLaurin. It's McLaurin plus one for me. And depending on who is on the table on the other side, I, I probably could go either way. Uh, who I throw in with with McLaurin, but if I took Devonta Smith and Terry McLaurin, you know, do you hope to get a Stefan Diggs back? Is that enough? Is that not enough? I mean, I think that should be enough. But if if I'm a contender and I, I'm pretty much set up at all of my positions, I, I want to reference back to the one of the Terry McLaurin trades where it was like McLaurin Acres in the 107 for Zeke, A-Rob, and Kelsey. I want a package of players. I kind of want to spread this depth out because let's face it, we know players are going to get hurt, even on your contenders, on your all-star teams. Give me that depth. So yeah, give me the running back that, you know, people hate, like the Zeke, like the Saquon Barkley like maybe even the Christian McCaffrey. And I know they're kind of all are on differing levels of hate, mm -hmm. but, you know, get me a guy like that. Uh, you know, A-Rob, I think if you're selling both of those guys, you can upgrade a an A-Rob. Here's a guy who, and I've been looking at ADPs, especially people tracking ADPs on Twitter. Um, Deontay Johnson. Dude is falling because for some reason – I don't know. We think that Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky won't be able to get him the ball, even though he's the best pass catcher on the team. I, I, like, that's a strange thing that we're doing, but we are doing this. So maybe I can get a, a Deontay 
you know, I still stay semi-young-ish. But I get a guy that I think will be top 12 again this year, no matter who the quarterback is. Um, and then, yeah, like, get me, like, a Kelsey. Like, get me those, like, get me three guys like that. Get me, you know, Saquon, Deontay, and Travis Kelsey. Older guys, two of those guys are older guys. So, obviously, you're contending. You're not worried about age. You're not trying to get young. You're not trying to stay young. You're trying to get guys, and let's face it, Zeke has been number a what? Uh, excuse me, a running back one every season since 2016. Odds are he's going to do it again. We may not like the way he does it. It may be ugly, but it's probably going to happen because it all it pretty much has always happened for Zeke. A Deontay, who I think can be again a wide receiver one, and Travis Kelsey. What's what's his floor? Why, or excuse me, tight end three. That's his floor, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I would want a package like that where I yeah. can spread out depth, and I then that way, that. on bye weeks, I'm not having to start. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a lower. I don't have to start the starting running back for Atlanta. <laughs> I don't have to do that on bye weeks because I have no depth. Like I can go in yeah. and I can still feel the formidable team. Yeah. I think if, if you took McLaurin and Devonta, could you get like a Josh Jacobs or a David Montgomery and Deontay together? Do you think, or is that, is that too much to all, ask for all three guys or just one of the running backs and no, no, Deontay. one of the running, pick one, pick one of those two running backs and Deontay. So a yeah. two for two. Yeah. Because first of all, everyone is scared. Um, of Josh Jacobs because we don't know where he's going to be next year. Uh, Vegas didn't pick up his uh, fifth-year mm-hmm. option. So we're all like, holy crap, Like he, he could go like somewhere back. And we're like kind of forgetting that, except for last year, Vegas has been a pretty bad team. Um, and David Montgomery, who was just criminally disrespected mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's an easy, like, I think the guy on the other side hits except and then puts it in the league chat to laugh at you. And you're like, yeah, I'm cool. You just gave me, you just gave me a top 12 running back probably and 12 receiver. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I love that trade too. So, so that's a, that's a good one. Um, on the way out before we move to the next one, um, some players around uh, Devonta Smith. Okay. Uh, Leonard Fournette. So Devonta Smith or Leonard Fournette. Fat Lenny. Ends are calling him on, the on opposite Twitter. ends of the BMI spectrum. I'll take Devonta. <laughs> uh yeah, I probably do too. Um okay, again, Josh Jacobs for Devonta Smith straight up. That's a tough one. Um if I'm diversifying, I could certainly see the Josh Jacobs side, but I think long term value, I still want Devonta Smith. Yeah, Smith for me too. Um and Elijah Mitchell. Or mm. Devonta Smith. I, I would still I want the security of Devonta Smith, who should be a part of that offense long term. Me too. I I I was a big of Elijah Mitchell during rookie drafts last year just because of where Trey Sermon was going. And I thought honestly they could be the same guy. And he's like third on that. Like if you made me make this trade, he would be the third person I would want to get back in this trade out of Fournette. Josh Jacobs and Elijah Mitchell. So 
uh, there you go, noob engineer. I hope we I hope we helped out. I hope we give you some ideas and uh, and let's keep moving. This next one here is from Kyle Krajewicz. Krajewski. Oh man, sorry about that. At Kyle Krajewski. Uh Sure, I'm prepared to be hurt by Kenny Galladay again in 2022, but as the wide receiver 57, I'm willing to give it a shot. So, are you are you Drew willing to give it a shot with Kenny Galladay, New York Giants number one wide receiver, wide receiver 57? Uh, I don't know if you have it handy, but I, I'd love to know who's going around him in ADP because I think I'd probably want most other people around him. But uh, You know what? Uh, why don't I give my side of this story while you look that up? Okay. Um, yeah, why not? Like, what are you paying for Kenny Galladay? Let me use myself as an example since I paid for Kenny Galladay. In a 14-team league, I paid the 213, the 27th best rookie in this draft that we all pretty much collectively say we don't like. That's what I got Kenny Galladay for, the 213. Guess what? If Kenny Galladay just doesn't have it anymore, I lost the 213. Guess what? I was probably, I was probably, that was probably hoping a prayer anyway. So why not put the hope in a prayer on a guy that we've actually seen perform in the NFL? as opposed to a guy that is uh, probably not going to be very good. You got, mm. you got that ADP for us? I do. You got some Oops. interesting names here, Josh. All right, let's, let's play the game. You start, okay. you start naming names, and I'll tell you Kenny Galladay or X player. Uh, Kenny Galladay or Michael Gallup? Oh, you went, you went right for, for, the, uh, for the kill shot in the first one. Michael Gallup. He does go a few spots earlier, so you might have to pay up a little bit to move up to get him. Okay. Um, Kenny Galladay or James Conner? James Conner, just because I think I can get more for him in mm-hmm. a trade. Uh, he apparently goes two spots after Kenny Galladay. Okay. Kenny Galladay or we're going to go back to the Cowboys here. Tony Pollard. Again, Pollard, because I think I can get more for him. He also he goes about five spots after Kenny Galladay right now. Uh, Kenny Galladay or let's have fun with this one. We'll go back to my bills. Uh, Kenny Galladay or the good running back, decent running back, Devin Singletary. Hmm. Initially, I wanted to say Devin Singletary because I think I can get more for him. But I'm thinking, can I really get more for Devin Singletary since everyone loves James Cook? <laughs> um, you know, give me Kenny Galladay there. Okay. I'm not like that's really I don't feel good about that, but you can by the way, you can get Devin Singletary around later. <laughs> so I could get both guys. You could get I, both guys. You I could have really your wanted that combo. Uh, and then here's here's the one that I think is uh I don't know how this worked out in the math, but Kenny Galladay or Hunter Renfro? Are you serious? This is Hunter Renfro. By the way, talk talk about a dude who has been disrespected. Unbelievable. I mean, this pro I get it. Devonta Adams is there. 
We're excited. One of the best wide receivers in the league. He has cooked for multiple years. But like, did we forget what Hunter Renfro did last year? Like, did that not happen? Was I the only one that saw that? Had him on two championship teams. Okay, good. So it wasn't just me. Sometimes I think I'm losing my mind. So I just I give make- credit to my father-in-law, uh, Superflex Junkie, Bobby, for that one. He's been a huge fan. I still Renfro late in a couple of startups. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, they're going to throw a lot. Because let, let's face it, you, you get Devonta Adams, you're going to throw more, but you still have Hunter Renfro. You still have Darren Waller. And let's face it, I don't think they really give a crap about the running back position because they didn't, they didn't sign their guy to the fifth-year option. Josh Jacobs is out there. They're, they are not going to care about what Josh Jacobs does out there because he gone unless he, you know, Unless he has like the year of years, he he gone. So they're going to throw a lot. And let's face it, in the AFC West, mm-hmm. you're going to need to throw a lot to survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those teams have built pretty much super offenses. You're going to need to throw a lot to survive. So in at least six games this season, they're going to be throwing that ball. So, yeah. I got one more. Retro. Okay. One more for you. The why not Kenny Galladay or the I've taken a steep plunge in rookie drafts, Malik Willis. Yeah, Kenny Galladay, dude. I, okay. I don't I don't care. Listen, I, I've I've seen people take Malik Willis in the first round of Superflex rookie drafts, which I don't understand. Listen, I thought I thought Malik Willis was gonna be a first round pick in the NFL draft. I think most of us did. I mm-hmm. think we were like, yeah, Malik Willis. He's yep, going to go on that the first 32 picks. But the first 32 picks came and went. And then the second 32 picks came and went. And no one in the NFL said, I need to get that guy. So why do we think all of a sudden he is going to he's going to magically take over for Ryan Tannehill? You know, we we dog on Ryan Tannehill for his his um, playoff performances, but they were the one seed in the AFC. Not the Bills, not the Chiefs, not any of the super teams that we talk about that run rough shot in the AFC, that win a lot of games in the AFC. That was the Tennessee Titans. And who was their starting quarterback all season? Oh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. And that was with how many games of no Derrick Henry? Last seven games. Yeah. A lot of people go, Derrick Henry's on that team. He's the offense. Okay, well, he was gone almost half the season. (laughs) Ryan Tannehill had to do things to get his team to win. And we think a third-round rookie is just going to overtake him based on skill? I mean, I don't think so. So, yeah, I mean – Malik Willis might be a great backup in the in the league for many many years, but I, I don't I don't see him you know just taking over Ryan Tannehill because of uh, of talent, maybe because of injury, but not because of uh, not because of talent. But that was a good one. Is there a way you can sort that real quick by uh, just wide receiver? I'm curious what other wide receivers are in that mm-hmm. zip code because. Um, 
I think pretty much every – well, there was a maybe one or two wide receivers, but there were a lot of running backs, and then you hit us with the quarterback at the end. So curious to see how wide receivers stack up with uh, Kenny Galladay. We'll get the fire here. Uh, Calvin Ridley or Kenny Galladay? Kenny Galladay. Okay. Calvin Ridley goes uh, five spot, four spots ahead. Okay. Uh, how about uh, – uh our uh our friend of the show here uh wandele robinson stop it it's kidding (laughs) i love wandele but you stop 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 uh let's see here jarvis landry or kenny galladay that's a push but i i'll go with the first option in new york option in uh new orleans Okay, we'll see. We'll see what the, how that shakes out. I guess. Uh, let's see. I already asked you. <laughs> it's so funny. Galladay, Kadarius Tony, and Robinson are all within six spots of each other. And um, the best by far. How about Kenny Galladay or David Bell? Kenny Galladay. Okay, you got some conviction here. Oh yeah. Uh, that's most of them. Uh, it's okay. crazy. Uh, there is a former Giant, Odell Beckham, that is going one spot. Uh, before Kenny Galladay, according to ADP. I, I get that because if if you've built your team to win, I would take OBJ, just have him hang out on the IR. He's going to get signed by a championship contender, especially after, what, a, a quarter, a quarter and a half of the Super Bowl where he was just electric. Oh, I mean, fire. he couldn't be stopped. Um, so a contender is going to sign him and it might take him like four or five weeks to get back to form, but he's going to be ready for the playoffs and he's going to be, he's going to, this, this one could hurt. This one could hurt. Okay. Kenny Galladay or Gabe Davis? Kenny Galladay. Wow. Josh. Uh, listen. Gabe Davis is going to have his 200-yard, four-touchdown game one time, and then he's going to be just another guy. I can can at least say that I've seen Kenny Galladay have really good seasons in the past. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Drew's mad at me now. Um... All right, here we go. Uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show, Jake Trowbridge at Jake Trowbridge. Pick a side, 12-team dynasty. We spoke about this guy in the last question. James Conner or a 2023 20, second and a 2024 20, second? Which side do you like here? Uh, it's Conner for me pretty easily. Whew, it's the seconds for me pretty easily. Man. But, hey, what would I tell you? I did like a little bit of research, right? little bit of research. So last year, James Conner had 1,172 total yards and 18 touchdowns. Dude was off. Dude was scoring touchdowns by buckets. The year before that, 936 total yards, six touchdowns. The year before that, 715 yards and seven touchdowns. One of these things is not like the other, as the uh, as the old song goes. And we saw we saw an amazing just 
insane season from James Conner. I don't think we see an amazing, insane season from James Conner in uh, in twenty twenty two. I'll get the two seconds. I, people were selling him for first last year, and bless those people because a lot of people on contenders were like, "Hey, I'll sell you James Conner for a first. And I was like, you will not because I'm not <laughs> buying James Conner for a first. You are not putting that evil on me. So, and guess what? Great thing about it is we split. So did this poll 50.6% for the seconds, 49.4% for James Conner. So guess what? We were split. So was the poll. Uh, next one here from Mark at hands. MNM463. Just got Brandon Cooks at wide receiver 49 in a startup. Let me listen. I would stand up if the camera could see me, but you get a round of applause, man. Good for you. Why? True. Why do we just continue to disrespect Brandon Cooks? Why do we do it? Why do we do it? I couldn't tell you, but he's another guy. If I'm consolidating, if I can get Brandon Cooks, Josh Jacobs, and maybe like a, I don't know, like a Cole Komet or a Pat Fryer move to somebody. You talk about diversifying, getting younger in certain places. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Like, we, I don't know why we hate Brandon Cooks. I, w- I wish that I could find the source of the Brandon Cooks hate. And just just eliminate it. Just just stomp it out. Because I don't get it. I, I really don't. Well done, Mark. Well done. Yeah, like good, like good for you. And I would love, Mark, if you're listening, I would love for you to to maybe either DM us or just respond to the show tweet or whatever. And tell us some of the wide receivers that went before Brandon Cooks. Maybe like the three to five wide receivers that went before Brandon Cooks. Because I have a feeling, this is just me, I could be wrong. I have a feeling that the majority of those guys, I would want Brandon Cooks over. If we're talking about wide receiver 40, Mark, good. For, I just wanted to put this on here so I could shout you out. You understand what startups are all about, and it's about getting good players and just watching that slide. I mean, honestly, what what's Brandon, what's Brandon Cook's floor? Like wide receiver, like thirty, somewhere in there. That's his yeah. floor. That's his yeah. floor. His floor, guys. Worst is going to get you is what eight hundred yards and six touchdowns. I, I, With Davis Mills, I, I think it's higher than that. I, I I think that's his floor if he p- plays like thirteen games. That's his floor. I mean, I think I think he gets you a thousand without blinking. Who who else are we throwing it to? Yeah, I mean, I, seventeen games, sure. Yeah. I mean, who who else are we throwing it to? Yeah, we 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 have some hype for Nico Collins, and we have some John hype Mechie. for Brevin Jordan, and John Mechie. Okay, that's awesome. An average wide receiver. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Marlon Mack with his three hundred touches. Yeah, Marlon Mack. Cool, but. The, 
Rex Burke had to come <laughs> catch the ball. Yeah. Who who else? They'll probably yeah. sign uh Bo Jackson and uh, you know, God. every other elderly running back at what's Edgerin James doing? I'm sure he's got some time on the schedule. I mean, they're gonna sign every old running back in the league and, and give him, but I mean, come on, it's Brandon Cooks and what literally what else? <laughs> what else? They don't have a running game. They don't have any other weapons besides Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Uh, but no, good for you, Mark. Uh, this is this is legit what it's all about. I mean, just seeing that people are messing up and exploiting them. Like, really just kind of exploiting the fact that everyone hates Brandon Cooks. All right, here you go. I'm on uh I'm on fantasy ADP. I'll give you I'll give you a couple. I will turn the tables on you now. Um and this is just wide receivers. I'm on Ross St. Brown or Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Darnell Mooney or Brandon Cooks? Uh, still Cooks. Okay. Oh, here, here's a good one. We're going to test your love now. Elijah Moore or Brandon Cooks? How deep is your love for me? You remember that song? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... Probably Elijah Moore. You want to make a bet on that? Elijah Moore versus Brandon Cooks? Total points, total yards? What are you, what are you talking? Uh, total points. I'll, I'll total give points? you a, I'll give you a chance. Maybe uh, maybe Elijah Moore can catch him on touchdowns. I don't think he can, but I'll give you I'll give you the I'll give you the help. He ain't gonna catch him on yards. <laughs> So, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the lifeline with touchdowns. Sure, why not? All right, all right. I'll cool, take the cool. young buck. Cool, cool, cool. So, by, by the way, uh, now, obviously, this is, this is Fantasy Pros ADP. They have Brandon Cooks as wide receiver 25, which I think is, like, a good spot for him. Maybe a little high. Probably a little high. A good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elijah Moore at 29. Let me just scroll down to like what is 49? Like who is at 49? You ready for this? This is fantasy pros. Russell Gage. What are we that's doing? For, that that's why I receive a 49. And honestly, I don't think there's anyone on this list from 40 to 50 that. Maybe one because they have DeAndre Hopkins at 44. And I guess per game, because obviously he's going to serve that six-game suspension, per game maybe you go Hopkins. But, I mean, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Michael Gallup, Kadarius Tony, Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd. Mm. Besides... Hopkins, is there any like 
and I don't even think Hopkins is, but are there any slam dunks where you're like, oh, yeah, this guy could definitely. I'd say maybe Christian Kirk could give him a run for his money. Who? My man Brandon Cooks? Do you want to double down on the Brandon oh Cooks God. hate in your heart right now? Uh, just to be clear, I have Brandon Cooks on a fair number of <laughs> rosters here, including the, the one OG Fantasy Timeline League hey, championship team. Hey, we got Elijah Moore. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like we should just swap. Yeah, you throw in something with your Brandon Cooks since you hate him so much, and we'll give you Elijah Moore because you love him so much. Oh, my gosh. I think that's fair. Oh. So no, you're not you're not doubling down on Christian Kirk. I am not. Because <laughs> I don't believe in T Law. That's such, such a black I'm just saying, language. if you believe in T Law so much, how can we get for Kirk? No, because I don't be, I believe in T Law. I don't believe in Kirk. That's okay. the, that's okay. the difference. I believe okay. in T Law. Okay. Listen, even the best sculptor. Can only do so much with bad tools. All right, I'm just, okay. just saying. Okay. So we're gonna blame T Law's bad year on his weapons, on his tools. Oh my God, we we can blame T Law's bad year on the Jacksonville Jaguars top to bottom. <laughs> I mean, no quarterback. And actually, it's funny we're we're gonna have a guest on in a couple of weeks who just did a a tweet thread about this and. I'm gonna have to take him the task for it, but that that's a that's a future episode. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, there's a lot of reasons why T Law did what T Law did. Um, all right, one more, and we're gonna we're gonna introduce a, a new little wrinkle to this. We love playing the uh, we love playing the yes or no game when we can play players to other player usually at ADP. But Steve Lawson at FF by committee has a few takes for this season, all right? So I want you, after I read the take, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think this is going to happen? One means there is a very little chance that this is going to happen, and 10 is this most definitely is going to happen. Swift will not finish. We're talking about Deontay Swift here running back for the Detroit Lions will not finish top 10 this season. Scale of one to 10, where you got this? Barring injury, three. So you think this is not very likely to happen? I think it is more likely than not that he will. He will be a top 10. He will be a top 10 running back this year. You're very confident in his top 10 status. I feel very good about it. You said barring injury. I can't I can't do such things um because you're predicting injuries now, Josh? Well, I mean when a guy gets injured I'm, every year. I'm the year, doctor here. I'm the doctor. So I, I get that. And when a guy gets injured every year, I, I gotta I gotta put that into the equation. I gotta I gotta factor that. I got a formula here. I gotta put it in. Um I think it's I think it's a five. And and that okay. is that is because of injury. Yeah, I think it's okay. if he is healthy. 14 games. I'm not even saying 17 because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. almost any running. If he plays 14 games, I'm with you. I think it's like a, a, a two or a three that he's not in the top 10. His injury history says he's going to miss more than you know, those three games and that's going to take him outside the top 10. D. 
Deontay Johnson will be in the top 10. 6.5. I hate. Why do you hate Deontay Johnson? That's not hate. That is a two, those are two to one odds. You hate. That is, that is I a, threw the point five in just for you. That's a 65%. If you brought that grade home to your parents, they would not be happy about the 65 65% out of a hundred passing. passing. They would be mortified. They would be like, what did you do here? It, it, it's an eight for me. I mean, why, why do we hate you hated Deontay Johnson last year when we made the Steelers bet. I, I showed my love to Deontay. He rewarded me. Actually, he rewarded my charity, but he rewarded me. And I'm I am not going to cast dispersions on him now because there's so much talent at the wide receiver position, and it is so deep that the the likelihood of him finishing actually in the top ten, I think, is 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 lower than than some people put on it. Will should he be, be valued as a top ten receiver? Absolutely. Will he produce like it compared to the field against him? I don't know that it's that certain. So, 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 so let's, 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 let's back this up. So how many of the rookie wide receivers do you think are going to be in the top 10 this year? How many of the rookies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you might get one. One. So, so Deontay has to fight off one new guy because all the talent was there last year too. And, and he beat all those guys out. So at least the guys behind him in the top 10. So he's got to beat out one guy. I like, I like those odds. I like Deontay in a fight against a rookie. So um, we'll see. We'll see. You, you, hate, De- you hate Deontay. It's not Rashad hate. Bateman is a top 20 play. What does that mean? Top 20 I, that, receiver? That's a, that's a good question. I'm assuming he means top 20 receiver. Okay. What's your number on that? I've never been a big believer, so I'm at a three. You're at a three. Uh, I'm at a I'm at a six. Uh, I think that if everyone is healthy, and that includes Lamar Jackson, um, they're gonna. He's going to be the number one receiving option, and we kind of. I know they don't play the same game, but we've kind of seen what the number one receiver can do last year when they decide they want to throw the ball, not just have this be a mostly pass. I mean, Hollywood was pretty good. So they didn't have much choice with Dobbins out. Well, well, yeah, of course not. But, you know, I think they are still, I think they want to become more of a passing team, not like a 70 30. I mean, they're always still going to be heavy in the run, but I think they want to diversify a little bit so i give it like a six like i'm like a little bit more than halfway confident that he could be a top 20 uh, i I think he's got a good chance of being top 25 i think he lands somewhere in that like 22 23 24 so if it was top 25 i probably would have given this like a seven or eight okay so i think there's a a a pretty big gap there in getting into the top 20 again just knowing how deep that position is and how Mm -hmm. many guys could be interchangeable yeah and at, at and I think that's where the depth argument really comes in. I think from like 13 to like you said, like probably like 25, 26, you could probably name 
you know, in those 12 spots, you can probably name 20 guys that could finish in there because of, of the depth at the position. So, yeah, um, I like that. And I agree with you. If it was top 24, I think we would have been like, yeah, you know, he's a, you know, it's a seven or an eight that he gets there. But 20 is, I think, why we both tempered uh, expectations. There is only one rookie running back to roster, and that is Brees Hall. Scale of one to ten. How do you feel about that statement? Eight point nine. Eight point nine. He says. I think there's always somebody that comes out of the woodwork, somebody that maybe just falls into opportunity and uh, you know does their best with it. So I, I think that there is a a high probability that he is the best by a, a decent margin, but I think somebody else could make a strong case uh, and be a, a great value this year. I'm going to go a seven. I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. Still pretty high. But I think there's one other guy that you should roster. And he's a guy that he's not going in the first round. He's not even really going at the top of the second round in a lot of rookie drafts. He's in that mid to late. Isaiah Spiller for the charges. Listen. Austin Eckler is amazing. He can do a lot. But he's a smaller guy, and I think this team didn't have many options last year to help him out, so he kind of was the show. Uh, and I think that's why Isaiah Spiller was drafted, to uh, to split that up a little bit, uh, keep Austin Eckler fresh and doing what he does best, and having a guy who can kind of pound the rock a little bit and i think that's isaiah spiller so uh i like that i'm i'm going with a seven because the, the thing is that as much as i love isaiah spiller it might be kenneth walker it might be i mean there's going to be another guy we don't know who that guy is we have our guesses we have our yeah. you know could be this guy could be that guy but this isn't like a lot of other years where we've been like oh the top three running backs we want to have any of those three guys they're going to be great um, I think there is going to be another guy that at the end of the season, we're gonna, boy, glad we drafted that guy or traded for that guy, but we don't know who that is yet. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with a seven because yeah, he's, he's the only person I'm going to get excited about if I draft <laughs> it is Brees Hall. And, uh, maybe by the end of December, I'm excited about another guy. Uh, Chris Olave will be the best rookie wide receiver. How are we defining best points? We're gonna be he's gonna have the yeah. most value at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I think I think points. I think yeah, statistically the okay. best. Okay. Uh five. Two. We 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 did this thing with Chris Olave. We we hyped him up and Garrett Wilson was better on the same team. Uh, Jameson Williams is what a lot of people said. If he never gotten hurt, he would have been the first receiver off the board. Um, yeah, I'm just the best. I mean, people people like the prospects for David Bell and George Pickens still, who the you know, second round guys we're talking about now. So to be the best, plus a couple of draft podcasts that I listened to said that. 
people inside the building and people outside of the building said that he might be a little uh a little soft now you take that for what it's worth but i, I don't like when that word is used in conjunction with a football player um so that scares me about chris Olave, but i mean i th- i think the new orleans saints are going to try because they spent like two first and a second to move up to get him. So, um, but yeah, he, I, I am really low on him. So you said a five, I say a two. I think um, it's such a, such a crapshoot as to, based on all the situations out there, as much as we love Garrett Wilson, he is sharing the field with Elijah Moore and has, has Zach Wilson throwing to him. I can't so, wait to get a, a 2023 first. And, um, Brandon Cooks for Elijah Moore. We are going to have some fun with that deal. No, no, no. Elijah Moore had the first. Oh, my God. I can't. All right. Speaking of Brandon Cooks. Yeah, one more. Brandon Cooks will outscore Juju this year. 9.2. Yeah, it's a nine. Like, come on, man. Let's stop disrespecting Brandon Cooks. Acting like he he ain't going to do this. All right. So that's the end of the show. We had a lot of fun today. We got some laughs in. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. It's always more fun when we got people in the chat throwing questions at us, making us think on our feet. We had a good one with uh, how to build an actual NFL team uh, money-wise, and Jira and I have decided that we could do it as long as we got all those brilliant cap people that uh, can just hand out hundreds of millions of dollars to players and knock over the cap. Um we got questions about quarterbacks too. Good. Remember, if you're watching us, subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, do all that stuff so that uh, you can help us out. Uh, you're listening to us in podcast form. Thank you. An hour and 37 minutes. We went long, but we had a fun time doing it. You're listening to us this whole time. So remember, if you stumbled on us, hit us with a subscribe. Uh, rate us, review that stuff also helps out with algorithms and all that kind of stuff. And at this point, man, we are out of here. Late.